laughing cry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. I'm your host, Scott White. And what are we talking about this time? We're talking about the Family Guy episode, Spies Reminiscent of Us, which guest starred Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase, and they are making fun of, or they're referencing the movie that they made together in the 80s, Spies Like Us. So let's just hop right in. We open with the... Well, hey, it's the family guy, one of the most iconic themes. Now, I would say it's up there with all of, you know, Gilligan's Island, Brady Bunch, Family Guy. When you hear that theme song, you know what show you're talking about. We start with Peter and Lois in bed. This episode is light on Lois, Chris, and Meg. Going to put that out there right now. The episode starts with Lois and Peter in bed, and they get out of bed and immediately start fighting on who's going to get into the bathroom first. They both have to take their morning dump. And they start fighting, and they're wrestling, and they're elbowing each other, and they're hitting each other, and they get into the bathroom, and they're both on the toilet. And then Lois says, I made reservations, and they cut over, and there is a maitre d' in the bathroom with them. Peter makes up some sort of lame name uh, that he made reservations a couple of weeks ago. And, of course, the maitre d' says, that person hasn't worked here for a couple of weeks. So Lois wins the battle, and she gets uh, the bathroom in the bedroom. Peter says, screw this, I'm going to use our other bathroom. And he walks to the other bathroom, and in the other bathroom is an elephant. And why is the elephant there? It's an exchange student. Where is Chris? Chris is in Africa. That's what the exchange happened. That's why Chris is not in this episode that much. In fact, here is the cutaway that explains where Chris is in this episode. Somebody's in here. Oh, excuse me. Good morning. Lois, since when does an elephant live here? He's an exchange student. Don't you remember? Oh, that's right. Don't you feel foolish? Well, how long does it usually take you? I don't remember. Oh, my God, that is such a bunch of crap. I hope my son is having a better time with your family. (laughs) Now Peter can't find a place to poop. He really needs a place to poop. So he runs across the street. He runs to Joe's house. And he asks Joe if he can poop in his house. And Joe says, fine, you can poop in my house. And then we go into Joe's bathroom. And Joe's toilets, there's a bunch of all these contraptions and wires and hooks that are over his toilet, and Peter tries to get into him, and he's like, how do you do this? And Joe said, yeah, these toilets might be a little too complicated for you. And then we cut to another toilet that's right next to it that has all the straps and stuff above it, and Peter's like, why do you have two toilets? Joe says, the other one's for blood. Ugh. Peter runs out, and he's he does, he can't find a place to poop, and we see Cleveland's old house. So this episode has taken place. Cleveland has moved away. He has started his Cleveland show. He has not moved back yet. So we see Cleveland's house, and Peter gets the idea of he, he's going he's gonna to take his morning poop in Cleveland's house. So he runs in, and then we hear that, oh, no, there's no toilet paper. And he runs back out. And he runs over to Joe's. He says, Joe, do you have any toilet paper? And Joe says, no. And you see Peter running back with the American flag into the house. That just defines what the family guy is right there. They're just going to make a joke at anyone or anything's expense. And they're just going to take the brunt of it. And that was with, that's exactly what they did with that joke right there. Peter walks back to his house. He's very proud of himself. He's very relieved. 
and he announces that he's going to take all his poops at Cleveland's house now. Now we see a poop montage. I never thought I would say this on the Dan Aykroyd podcast, but yes, we have a poop montage where we just show Peter taking poops day after day after day to this catchy little music. And we cut to the kitchen. Lois is like, Peter, your breakfast is ready. Peter says, not now. I'm going to have to go take a, a poop at Cleveland's. And Lois says, you can't keep pooping at Cleveland's. And Peter's like, yes, it's the greatest discovery since... Oh my God, yes I can. Cleveland's bathroom is the greatest discovery since fat women discovered Diet Coke. Now I can eat anything! Peter heads on over to Cleveland's to take his morning poop, and but he sees people are loading stuff into that house, and it's Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase. Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase have rented Cleveland's old house, as many other celebrities have on this episode, on this show before. Peter is awestruck. He says to them, I've seen all your movies thousands and thousands of times. And here's a little night. Uh, Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd take the... They don't take themselves too seriously. Because when Peter says, I've seen your movies thousands and thousands of times, Chevy Chase goes, you've seen Cops and Robertsons? And Dan Aykroyd says, you've seen My Stepmother's an Alien? And Peter says, I've seen almost all your movies. Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase know that they made stinkers and they have a sense of humor about it right here, which is nice to see. They say that they're there because they're looking for locations for a new movie. Peter invites them to dinner. They accept. And Peter says, great. The last house guest we had wasn't that great. And here's a cutaway. This is going to be way better than when we had that Victorian girl ghost over for dinner. <laughs> My governess drowned me in a well. You are a horrible dinner guest. Peter's like, oh man, I can't believe I'm going to be having dinner with two of the three amigos. Then we cut to dinner, and they're all eating, and then Peter says, wow, I can't believe that I'm having dinner with two of the three Ghostbusters. Technically, there were four Ghostbusters. We needed another Ghostbuster there, Peter. You screwed up. They're talking, they're talking. Peter starts doing his impression of John Wayne Happy Thanksgiving, Pilgrim. Stewie's laughing, but Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase are not laughing. And they basically say, Peter, you're not funny. And Peter tells them to get the fuck out of their house. It's beeped out in this episode, but he tells them to get the fuck out of their house. We cut to the next day. Stewie's in his room. Brian comes in. Thinks it's suspicious that Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase... They've just moved in next door, so they're going to go spy on them. <laughs> and while they do this, the elephant pops in and says, uh, could you please tell Meg that I'm seeing somebody else? Blick. This elef The elephant is in this episode more than Meg and more than Chris. Brian and Stewie, they head over. They're in the front yard, and they're met by um, three men. Two have rifles. One is wearing sunglasses in the middle. And he says, why don't you have a Pepsi? Which is the line... That is taken exactly from Spies Like Us. There's a scene where he tells the gentleman to have a Pepsi. They go in, they have a Pepsi, and all of a sudden, Brian and Stewie are in this elevator that just plummets stories and stories and stories beneath the, beneath the house. Now they're underground. And where are they? I'll tell you where they are. They're here. Welcome to Dump, Deep Underground Military Protection Facility. Wouldn't that be Dump? The F is silent like a knife. Well, it turns out that Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase are spies. Ronald Reagan made them spies. 
and they're here in Kohog because there are some Russian sleeper spies out there. Been brainwashed by Russia, and if a certain phrase is said, they will come out of their trance and carry out their mission. Now, we're going to go off on one of these. Tangent alert. Tangent alert. Tangent alert. Tangent alert. In the movie Telephone, starring Charles Bronson and Donald Pleasance, this is the exact same plot. Donald Pleasance is about to awaken a sleeper Russian agent, and they have sent Charles Bronson to stop him. And this plot was also reused, kinda, in the first Naked Gun, except there wasn't a phrase that was uttered, there was an electronic device put on that person's wrist. So this Family Guy episode, the, the plot is based from an old Charles Bronson movie. And we're back. Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase ask Brian and Stewie if they want to be spies like us. And they say, can we be spies like them? And we cut over, and they're spy versus spy from Mad Magazine. And they just turned to each other, and they said, we've actually uh, put our differences behind us. And they're holding hands, uh, insinuating that they are now a couple. So spy versus spy, they're no longer fighting, they're a couple. Dan Aykroyd asks them if they have seen any suspicious people around Quahog, and Stewie says, well, there's a pedophile that lives up the street, but nobody's done anything because he's funny. It's Family Guy being self-aware, John Herbert, Herbert the pervert. So Stewie asks, what is the phrase that will bring these Russian sleeper agents out? And Dan Aykroyd tells him the phrase, and the phrase is something that would never, never, ever be uttered by accident. And the phrase is... The phrase is, gosh, that Italian family at the next table sure is quiet. Now we cut to Peter, Quagmire, and Joe in a bar. And Peter is just fuming because Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd told him he wasn't funny. And he does his John Wayne joke for Quagmire and Joe. And they start laughing and they start cracking up. And they come to the conclusion that they should start an improv troupe. Because improv comedy is the most constant comedy out there ever. Here's one. Tangent alert. Tangent alert. Tangent alert. Tangent alert. This is sort of a self-tangent alert. I am a stand-up comedian and I also do improv. I know how both of them work. And I know in the stand-up community, uh, most of them hate improv comedy. I don't know why, but they do. And in here, this is making fun of improv comedy. So I guess he's in the camp of that improv comedy is not funny. And we're going to, uh, <laughs> we're going to explore that in that episode. Everybody has an opinion. I love improv comedy. But if you don't, that's fine with me too. And we're back. We cut to Mayor West's office. Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase, they're trying to get Mayor West's help to find out if there's any Russian spies uh, in Quahog. They utter the phrase, and it was Mayor West. He was one of the Russian spies. 
and he starts beating the crap out of everybody. He beats up Dan Aykroyd. He beats up Chevy Chase. He beats up Brian. He beats up Stewie. He just knocks them all around. And before he flees, Dan Aykroyd shoots ah, a tracker into Adam West's leg, and he jumps out the window. And now we have a cut to. And this is a confused cut to because Stewie is so woozy from being beaten up, he doesn't really know. Well, let's take a listen. Since I... I, I don't... I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing, uh, but... Oh, there's track star Wilma Rudolph. Obviously, she had something to do with the gag, but I didn't hear the setup, so I don't really know the... The context. Hey, I wonder what Peter's up to. And what is Peter doing? They're trying to find a name for their improv troupe. I've said I've been in improv. They're portraying two types of improv characters. You have the improv Nazi who is just... Improv has to be pure. You have to follow... You just you, you got to follow your instincts. You can't You can't break out of the mold of the games or what we're doing. That's Quagmire. Quagmire is the improv Nazi, where there's no wiggle room. It all has to be straight from, you know, Del Close, the Second City book. And he, that's where the improv has to come from. Then we have Peter, who's just shoehorning in jokes that don't belong in the scene. And he's the at the other end of the spectrum where he doesn't respect any of the rules of improv and he's just doing what he wants to do to be funny even though if it would derail the scene. I myself am an improv, I'm sort of in the middle. I like the structure of improv but sometimes I go off the rails a little bit myself. A little bit about your host, Scott White of the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. We cut to a plane landing in Russia. They have flown to Russia and they're trying to track down Adam West. Uh, Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd, Brian and Stewie have all flown to Russia. Dan Aykroyd takes out uh, the uh, the control of the tractor, and it's just it's from Ghostbusters. It's it's it's, it's exactly like that machine where Egon was using to to scan people to see if they're ghosts. That's exactly what it looks like. A nod to Ghostbusters in this episode. They walk out into Russia, and everybody in Russia is a bear on a unicycle. And Stewie's shocked. He's like, I know when you think of Russia, you think of bears on a unicycle. But everybody's a bear on a unicycle? And that's how they get captured, because they're not bears on unicycles. All four are taken to Putin. And here we have a nice little scene where we he's referencing Raiders of the Lost Ark. That scene in Raiders where the uh, bald Nazi uh, takes this thing, it looks like a garrote but he twists it and turns into something to uh, hold his coat. Well, this is what happens. In the, so they walk in, and Putin does that with the coat hanger, and they all go, huh, and it's okay. Then Putin takes out a crossbow, shoots it into the wall, hangs up his tie. They all go, huh, oh. Uh, then he takes out an AK-47, points it at him, and then pulls the trigger, and it's a lighter, and he lights a cigarette. So they're taking that seen from Raiders of the Lost Ark and expanding it for humor. You know, here's one of these. Tangent alert. Tangent alert. Tangent alert. Tangent alert. I think I did this before in another podcast, but I'm going to do it here again. Dan Aykroyd was in 
Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Dan Aykroyd was actually in the second Indiana Jones movie. He's in there for approximately 45 seconds. You got to look for him or you're going to miss him. And we're back. Putin says that he's embarrassed that a Russian agent has gotten loose in the United States. He wants to do everything he can to help these guys capture Mayor West. So he gives them clothes, he gives them snowmobiles, he gives them weapons. And before they leave, Putin says, Would you like to see a Russian would you like to see a Russian cutaway? And we see this Russian cutaway, and I know I've been giving you clips of all the cutaways, but this one is just a angry porcupine yelling and a piece of bread appears. It was supposed to be nonsensical. It was. I have no idea what was happening there. We cut to Joe and Quagmire and Peter. Now they're all practicing their improv. Quagmire is very serious about it. Peter doesn't know what's going on, and Joe wants to learn. Basically, those are the three type of characters that you have in an improv troupe. You got one that's very serious, one that wants to learn, and one that wants to do what they want to do. Quagmire is doing everything. He's doing everything to to try to keep Peter in line. And then he just tells Peter to close his eyes and picture a scene. And then Peter, in detail, describes the picture that is going on in his head. And he just opens his eyes. He goes, I saw. I was there. And Quagmire does a slow clap. And he says, you're ready. Once again, they're taking the piss out of improv. Because there are a lot of improv snobs. And that is something an improv snob would do. We cut back to Russia. Dan, Chevy, Brian, and Stewie. They're all tracking Mayor West through the snow. They find Mayor West and he is about to send a missile back to the United States. And before they can stop him, Mayor West sends that missile. And the minute he sends that missile, he snaps out of his trance and he's back to normal, or well, as normal as Mayor West can be. And then Dan Hackeroy just explains to him that you just sent a missile back to the United States. And uh, uh, here's another cutaway uh, from that scene. Well, this day has taken a bad turn, like Mike Brady's first marriage. Here's your beer, honey. Huh. I don't remember asking for a warm beer. Well, I didn't want to quit working. You made me. You don't talk to me that way! Alice, what did you see? Enough to know I'm getting a raise. Now it's time we cut to the big show for the improvements. That's the name of uh, the group, the Improvements. Quagmire comes out, and he tries to get suggestions. It's like, where am I? Your mom! I have been in improv shows where this has happened, where people just yell out nonsense. This is real for an improv performer. We're just trying to get a simple suggestion, and people are just being jerks about it. Where are you at? I'm at your mom's. They finally get suggestions. They start doing the scene. And Peter ruins the scene by doing his John Wayne bit. And then he does a John Wayne Bobbit bit. And then he does a John Wayne Gacy bit. Here's the thing with that. Here's the thing in that scene. He has ruined the scene. But what he has done has 
gotten laughter from the audience. What do you do in that situation where you're getting laughter from the audience, but you've ruined the scene that you've been in? This is the ultimate question for any improviser out there. You've got to walk the line between that. You can't be an improv Nazi, but you can't ruin the scene just a crowbar in a joke. I've had that speech given to me several times, let me tell you. Quagmire says there's no reason we should go on. This is not working at all. We cut back to Russia. They're all sitting around. They're all dejected. What are they going to do? Adam West goes, the only thing I'm going to regret is not being able to see Michael Jackson dance anymore. Boy, that guy could dance. And then Dan Aykroyd gets it. Guy, dance. Guy, dance. And he figures out how he can disable the rocket. And Chevy Chase makes a joke. And Stewie turns to Chevy Chase and says, oh, come on, Chevy. You, you knew about that. I am actually surprised that Chevy Chase is in this episode because in other episodes before, Family Guy has blatantly made fun of Chevy Chase. And I know that Chevy Chase is not known for having a sense of humor about himself. So the fact that they were able to get him in this episode after making fun of him in previous episodes and making fun of him in this episode, you never know. I'm glad they got both of them. It wouldn't have worked with one or the other. Well, this story, I'm all about nostalgia. I love seeing things come back. So even though they're cartoons, I love seeing Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase together. Chevy, thank you for thank you for coming back. Even though they were even though they've been making fun of you for years. And we get one of Dan Aykroyd's speeches in this, you know, the fast-talking Dan Aykroyd. Here's how he disables the missile. All I have to do is bypass the primary navigational guidance circuits, deprogram the hardwired safety overrides, and reconfigure the motherboard so that the missile's primary central processing unit tells itself to eject its own warhead while still safely above the Earth's atmosphere. And it works. The warhead ejects, and uh, there's an explosion in the sky, and they use the same music that they use from Spies Like Us. It's They've saved the day! The only thing left is Dan Aykroyd says, well, I hope the remaining debris doesn't fall into a place that causes lots of damage. And uh, the remaining debris of the missile falls on Cleveland's house. Well, okay, I'll have to set this up. If you're not a family guy person, there's multiple jokes where Cleveland is taking a bath and something happens to his house and Cleveland slides out of the house in his bathtub. Well, that's what happens here. The remaining part of the rocket falls on Cleveland's house. However, it's not set in the Family Guy world. It's set in the Cleveland world. He slides out. His bathtub crashes on the floor, and his neighbor, the bear, comes out and says, I don't get it. Cut to black. And then we cut to the credits. The credits are over Stewie and Brian talking. They bring up Chris. The... So once again, they're self-aware. You know, Chris is going to be back next week. Yeah, he was just in Africa for this week just for that one gag. They speak the phrase again, and we find out that Meg is also a Russian sleeper. She goes up, and she dials on the phone, and she speaks into Russian for like 30 seconds, and then somebody on the end of the line just goes, shut up. Blackout. End of the episode. And it was a fun episode, seeing Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase in cartoon form, working with Brian and Stewie. You know, the secondary plot involved improv, and that's a big part of my life. Improv is a big part of my life. So I enjoyed this episode on two levels. I probably enjoyed this episode more than other people who are not in improv. 
But if you are in improv, or if you're in comedy at all, and you see the way they treated improv, whenever you see something that you have witnessed or done in your life and somebody has captured it perfectly on the screen or in another medium, that's always great to see. And that's what happened here with the improv. And they also got the Spies Like Us. Uh, They got that right, too. So this was a top-notch Family Guy episode with Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd. And Dan Aykroyd, much like the movie, if you watch Spies Like Us, Dan Aykroyd does 90% of the work and Chevy Chase does hardly anything. That's what happens in this episode. Dan Aykroyd does 95% of the work and Chevy Chase hardly does anything. And that's it. Short episode, shorter episode, uh, because it was only a 22-minute show. This has been the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. I'm your host, Scott White. If you want to help me, you can support me here on Anchor, or you can go to my Patreon page, patreon.com backslash Scott White. And just give what you can, and make any suggestions of what you want uh, to hear from me. And that's it. We'll see you next time on the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. 